Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the Virtual CISO Moment Wrap-Up for Friday, August 26th, 2022. You may have heard about the LastPass breach. For those of you who are not familiar with LastPass, it is a password manager. It's been around for quite some time, and many folks use it to better secure their authentication information. Well, they had a security incident, according to a blog post that they posted yesterday, specifically saying, Two weeks ago, quote, we detected some unusual activity within portions of the LastPass development network. After initiating an immediate investigation, we have seen no evidence that this incident involved any access to customer data or encrypted password vaults. Apparently, what happened is that a single developer's account was compromised, and from there, that was the vector in, and they, quote, took portions of source code and some proprietary LastPass technical information. Now, LastPass goes on to stress that there has been no exposure of the master password or the master password of other users because they do not actually hold that. They also state that no data within users' vaults has been compromised or personal information has been compromised, and they will be updating on their blog post as they learn more. The link to that is in the show notes. The next article is rather interesting. It's actually from last week, but I saw it yesterday for the first time from Sky News. And this is a little bit of a twist of using a USB that you don't really know what's on it. We, of course, always evangelize about that. Don't put in a USB stick in your machine where you don't know where it's been. Well, according to this article, criminals posting counterfeit Microsoft products to get access to victims' computers. So what they're actually doing is that they are sending a package that is a counterfeit for Office Professional Plus has the Microsoft logo and it looks very professional. And inside is a product key and also a USB stick that has Microsoft engraved in the stick itself. Looks all very official, but when you plug it into your machine, uh, there's an alert that there may be a virus on your machine and you're given a number to call. You call that number. They ask you to install a remote viewer like TeamViewer, and you know the rest of the story, your own. What makes this different is that there's a lot of effort involved in just creating the packaging and the device itself, and presumably a lot of money. So if you're lucky enough to get a free Microsoft Office Professional Plus USB stick in the mail in an official looking container, you probably want to think twice about it. All right, this one is downright scary, and it's just an example of what's scary. And this from InfoSecurity Magazine. Scammers create an AI hologram of C-suite crypto exec. They, the fraudsters use deep face technology to impersonate the identity of Chief Communications Officer Patrick Hillman. He is a senior Binance official, which is a, they claim to be the largest cryptocurrency exchange by daily trading volume. So that makes them a popular target. According to Hillman, quote, it, it turns out that the sophisticated hacking team used previous news interviews and TV appearances over the years to create a deep fake of me. Other than 15 pounds that I gained during COVID being noticeably absent, this deep fake was refined enough to fool several highly intelligent crypto community members. 
Now, this particular example in itself is not scary, but just the idea more and more of deep fake. I'm sure most, if not all of you, have seen some of these examples out there. This is getting to be pretty scary. It used to be is a picture is worth a thousand words and you can trust a photo, but you can't now. So uh, trust, but verify and then verify again and then verify again. Maybe do it a few more times. The next article from GovTech is really just a summary of a report released by Radware, the 2002 H1 Global Threat Analysis Report talking about the dramatic rise in hacktivism and DDoS against government sites. And specifically, a couple of notable statistics here. The number of malicious DDoS attacks climbed 203% compared to the first six months of 2021. And I need to stop there for a second, recognizing that some listeners are not in InfoSec cybersecurity, may not be aware of the term DDoS, that's distributed denial of service attack. And basically it's a methodology by with which the bad guys can cause disruption to your website or other services. There were 60% more malicious DDoS events during the first six months of 2022 than during the entire year of 2021. So looks like hacktivism, particularly against uh, governments, of course, a lot of this is related to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Uh, is just going to increase. The link to the GovTech article is in the show notes. This is also rather disturbing if you use Apple iOS. And if you use good practices, we talk about using VPNs on mobile devices, of course. Well, apparently, in the article here from the register, a little hard for me to read that there. Two years on, Apple iOS VPN still leak IP addresses. So apparently they're leaking addresses, they're leaking potentially other information, but that this has been going on for at least two years. And back in early 2020, secure mail provider Proton VPN, some of you are familiar with them, reported a flaw in iOS version 13.3.1. And since then, Proton had been Proton Mail had been uh, continuously updating their blogs. I guess they got a little sick and tired of it because their last update is from October nineteenth, twenty twenty. But earlier this year, veteran software developer and consultant Michael Horowitz revisited the situation and found that the VPNs on iOS are still vulnerable and leaking data. They're all broken, he says. They're a scam. At first, they appear to work fine. The iOS devices get a new public IP address. Data is sent to the VPN server. But over time, a detailed inspection of data leaving the iOS device shows that the VPN tunnel leaks. Now, Apple has not responded. They, there is no indication about when or if even that this will be fixed. To me, just reading it from a high level, it almost sounds like that since it seems like that over time they, they start to leak, maybe if you stop and start your VPN on a rather frequent basis. Perhaps that might be some sort of a manual work workaround. I don't know, but it is a little bit disturbing because we all talk about being threat aware and mitigating risk. And if you put in a tool that you think mitigates a risk and it really doesn't work the way it's supposed to, then are you really completely mitigating that risk? No, you're not. So stay tuned on that one. And finally, our last article from CRN, the channel company, Execs claim that 
Exitium stops all malware, ignites MSP social media firestorm. So this actually also came out last Friday. I just saw it this week. And um, don't know the final outcome from this, but apparently Greg Wyman, who is, I guess, representing Exidium, he tweeted, I'm assuming that this is a photo of a tweet, that Exidium Zero Breach stops all malware, including all unknown files, from infecting you or your your computer, your customers, rather. Discover zero trust, zero threat, zero breach. And Huntress CEO Kyle Hansloven wasn't too pleased about that. And such, so thus began an argument on social media with regards to it. And I thought that I saw at one point in time that actually following this, Exidium did suffer a breach. Of course, making any sort of claim like that is going to put a big target on your back. But if there's a company that claims that it is 100% effective, you've really got to take that with a grain of salt and look into it a little bit more. In fact, to me, and I probably speak for others as well too, I'm not sure what percentage, but when I see stuff like that, particularly in the security realm with regards to a security product, I'm immediately turned off. I'm like, I don't even want to learn more about the product for my use or my client's use because that sort of marketing fluff tells me that they really don't understand the threat environment whether they completely believe it or not. So I'm going to have to look at, into this a little bit more to see what the follow-up to this has been, but thought that that would be something that y'all would be interested in also tracking as time goes on. And then finally, I want to get back to the LastPass incident, and I'll have some thoughts about that in 30 seconds. First, I need to give LastPass some major kudos. They were extraordinarily transparent once they learned of the incident. They not only took the measures to contain the incident and investigate and are continuing to do so, but they're completely transparent on their blog. You know, you're never going to be completely guaranteed that you're not going to have an information security incident. It just happens. And it's how you respond. That's why we talk about incident response and we go through exercises. And part of the exercises, the tabletops that we run with our clients is talking about, well, how are you going to communicate this to your users? How and when and what sort of wording? It's always good to have that playbook in, in place. And so a lot of people have been talking about this on social media, particularly within the InfoSec and CyberSec fields. Now, one thing I want to note, because I saw this on a post somewhere this morning, where the first line in the post was that LastPass password manager was breached. Now, think about that for a second, because words matter. That is not true. Now, you see that at first. And if you're a LastPass user, you're like, oh, gosh, I need to read this more. They call that a little bit of FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And I don't know if the poster meant to do that or not. But the LastPass password manager was not breached. The LastPass password manager provider or developer was breached. So nothing about the LastPass password manager has suffered an information security incident. Now, that may not be the case going forward because it was in the development environment that was breached. And perhaps now LastPass is going to put in, have to put in extra measures 
with regards to the code that has been exfiltrated. There may be some secrets in there. There may be some other things that LastPass is now going to have to adjust. But that code is not part of their production environment as of yet, according to LastPass. So that's the first thing I wanted to just clarify because words matter. The second is think about how this happened. It's always just one person, right? One person has a momentary lapse of their internal controls because we're human and it happens and that's okay. It does happen. And we need to try to have other controls in place to mitigate that. I'm not going to get into here the finger pointing about don't blame the end user versus don't blame the uh, the controls in place, technical controls to, to prevent it from happening. The real solution is to beef up both. But what I did want to point out is that the end user was a developer. Now, sometimes I've seen this with clients before, that the most resistant people in an organization to taking security awareness training outside of the C-suite is within IT. And I think that that's sometimes because they think, well, I'm in IT. I, I Obviously, I understand technology a lot better than anybody else. And that's probably true. But they're also more of a primary target and have to be extra vigilant. That's why we recommend to organizations that you 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 in you, you implement training above and beyond for your higher risk targets whether it be the c-suite or uh information technology so think about that particularly if you're in it or if you're working with an organization and it is resistant to training maybe use this as an example to say look this is real world they went for the gold there. They knew that the developers were the ones that they wanted to try to get to, and they did. So you got to be more vigilant. And that's it for today. Hope you all have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday with a quick strike. And as always, stay secure.